0: Welcome to the first annual Horror Academy Awards! Excitement is sure to ensue tonight as 17 awards are given out to various notable 2020 horror releases, with each winner being voted in by a not-so-top-secret board of Academy members residing in an underground Patreon-exclusive command bunker. But unlike the Oscars, we will actually disclose the identities of our Academy members so stick around for an unmasking of sorts. For the odd vote that was just too close to call, the father and son crew were prepared to turn to the Rowdy Rabble on Twitter to sway the hand of fate in the direction of their movie of choice, but luck shined bright on this this season because each and every category had a clear winner. And now the time is here. The first annual Horror Academy Awards are about to begin. Now introducing your main presenters for the night, live from beautiful Southern Ohio, Matt
1: and Jackson Rawlings! Welcome to a special episode of Father and Son Watch Horror Movies. I am your co-host, the Father, a.k.a. Pastor Matt, and I'm joined, as always, by my trusty sidekick, Jackson the Sun and welcome to the premiere event of the
0: century, the night so many have been waiting for, uh, us included. The entire horror community is, is holding its collective breath right now, I'm sure, because tonight we'll be discussing the best of the best, you know, the, the cream of the crop's cream of the crop. These are not movies, these are films, and it's about time the Academy granted them the spotlight.
1: Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. But we can promise a few things. One, it's going to be shorter than the Oscars. Yeah. Less ads, too. (laughs) Yes. Less ads, less pretentious speeches, all the other kind of stuff. Nobody preaching to you about anything. Uh, But before we get going, I want to say this podcast is also dedicated to our late friend Dino from the Huh Podcast. Our thoughts and prayers to Michelle and the family. Gone way too early. And uh, we will see you when we get there, Maestro. Right, Jackson? absolutely the nicest
0: guy you could ever you could ever meet and i know that all the listeners of hub podcast and all the people that knew him personally are so devastated by this news um i know when we when we we've both been on his show i've been on once he's been on twice and they're just the most gracious people you could ever imagine
1: right so typically, you know, what we do is we pick a movie or two, uh, we spoil the heck out of it because we are a spoiler podcast. We could be spoiling some of the things we talk about today. but because today we're doing our our annual horror Oscar show. Um, and so since the academy won't show our genre much love, we will do it, right, Jackson?
0: Yeah and that that's I mean we're finally fighting back right I mean year after year we've taken we've taken abuse we've you know get out one best screenplay and they're like well that's it we've got it for a couple of years we don't need to acknowledge horror at all um, and this year we have promising young woman, which likely won't won't win big, and that's borderline, as we were discussing earlier. But uh, this is definitely the people, the people's voices being heard this year at the academy. so
1: this is this is very exciting. That's right. And folks, the rules, Jackson and I picked the nominees, and we picked the nominees based on a number of top ten lists from different podcasts and from different websites. and, Bloody disgusting, Dread Central, Fangoria, etc. And we put together the nominees, but our supporters over at Patreon pick the winners. And so, who are who are our who are voters, buddy? Who's voting on this?
0: The distinguished members of the Academy, as they yes. were. Uh, we have Dave Becker, uh, who many of you will know, is a famous podcaster. He's a yes. on everything. He has like a million podcasts. Greg Bench, of course. Dan George, Ian Urza. Um, Kevin Corby, Ashley pinkard that's barely Ashley, yeah. uh, Blake Pops Joel Robertson, the Gill Man Brian Scott, Amy Swan who's been on the, the podcast several times and Trey Whetstone who was on last week so a, a fantastic group of voters here, these are the most knowledgeable Academy members you could ever ask for and I think they actually read the polls this time instead of just <laughs> bubbling in whatever I think they thought about what they were going to choose and then they chose it and maybe they even saw the movie they're choosing so uh, yeah very, very, uh, really great group of, of voters. And um, yeah, you can rest assured that these are the people's voices right now.
1: That's right. And one of those people's voices who are joining us to help us present an award or two here here in a minute. Introduce him, Jackson, who we got with us. We have Mr. Greg Bench, uh, frequent on the
0: podcast. Greg, why don't you uh, introduce yourself for the people who, for some reason, are tuning into this episode for the first time, but I can't imagine they wouldn't have heard our dual episode. That was fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's me. It's Greg. <laughs> Straight out of the, the northwest portion of Ohio, and yeah, I'm one of those uh, lucky ones that gets to guest... Up here on on your podcast And uh, you guys have a wonderful show So I feel honored just to be here
1: Oh, thank you for coming, buddy We know we had to We were originally going to do this on a Friday We had to move it to a Saturday Because I was sick And so fortunately I've kind of bounced back And we're ready to record this thing And so let's get going With our very first category and winners So I'll read this one Best Supporting Actress in a Horror Feature So here are the nominees, Aya Cash from Scare Me, Sarita hurry from Evil Eye, Jennifer Jason Lee from Possessor, Robin Nevin from Relic, and Hilary Swank from The Hunt. And the Horror Oscar goes to Robin Nevin from Relic. I know, Jackson, you're a fan of that pick.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Relic was my favorite of 2020, and her performance was just fantastic. I'm so glad uh, that the the voters agreed with me because, uh, yeah, very well-deserved. But honestly, you know, great group of of actors this year in this category. Um, it, there was some steep competition.
1: Yeah, and there were a couple close votes. I mean, Jennifer Jason Leigh got some votes. Hillary Swank got several votes, and we should note that right. was Amy Swan, you know, um uh, that's a big fan of that performance. Amy is Hillary Swank and the hunt. She had pointed out over on Patreon. She says, I believe that horror and comedy does not ever get its due. Both genres, in my opinion, are the hardest to get your timing, right? To be effective. Cannot argue with that. And in the hunt, Hillary Swank pulls both off beautifully. Well said, Amy. Well said. And Hillary did get some love. It was close, but Robin Nevin edged her out there for best supporting actress
2: in a horror feature. So, any thoughts on that guys no it's a great win i mean relic was uh because actually because of you guys uh is what i, I it was on my list but it kind of pushed it up towards the top to make sure that i had it watched for my 2020 list and uh it's such a solid movie and it has so much heart in the end and she definitely nailed her performance so i'm i'm, I'm happy with the win
1: good deal Good deal. So the next category, Jackson. Why don't you take this is achievement in this is your wording achievement in <laughs> makeup and gore styling.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I thought that would set it apart a little bit from the actual Academy Awards uh, category, <laughs> and uh, perfectly describes what what this is this is getting at. So here are the nominees for achievement in makeup and gore styling: Possessor, The Mortuary Collection, Blood Quantum, Freaky. Random Acts of Violence, and Yummy. And the winner is...
1: Possessor. Possessor, Brandon <laughs> Cronenberg, yeah. And yeah, I, I, I've said my uh, piece on this. I don't love the movie because I didn't have an emotional connection to it, but I cannot um, in any way, say, shape, or form slag the filmmaking. Technically, this is a really solidly made film. Brandon Cronenberg obviously has some chops he's a talented talented guy um so i couldn't really connect anyone i think everybody in the movie was kind of well just jerks i mean we were supposed to i don't know how we're going (laughs) to you know supposed to root for a corporate assassin but anyway it's um you cannot argue with the the effects the effects are really good and there were several other movies that were nominated got love yummy random acts of violence freaky all got votes but possessor won by a pretty big margin right jackson yeah, and,
0: and it is definitely, it's, it's flashy, right? There are some violent sequences in Possessor that take your breath away. You're like, wow, that is above and beyond where I thought it would go. Um, so it definitely gets uh, style points, but it is also just really well executed. Every uh, effect in the movie feels real, and I'm not sure how much of it is enhanced with CGI, but I know for a fact that some of it was real because, you know, it's right in front of your eyes. You're you're seeing it happen. So, possessor edging out the win therefore uh, achievement in makeup and gore styling, well deserved one in my opinion. And uh, even if you don't like the script, which I know that was the first thing we disagreed on. The yep. Movie ended, we we were immediately like that. But both of us can agree that there's some, especially with a fire poker, and I'll leave it at that. Yes, but
1: uh, amazing effects that I'm sure took a while to workshop. Absolutely, and so. Greg, what are your thoughts on Possessor? Have you have you seen it? What would you think? Uh
2: yeah. Uh it was a uh, uh, a good win for this movie because the yeah. the the effects are phew, That's when it gets to the one point where it's really extra uh it's right there right in your face. It's perfect. Yeah. It creeps you out and it's it it wasn't so high on my list as as other people's but yeah definitely for this category it's a well-deserved win
1: absolutely and so
2: now we move to our next category
1: which is one i know is near and dear to the hearts of of folks like jackson and, and and others greg amortis who collects vinyl and stuff best musical score in a horror feature so greg you want to tackle that one
2: Sure, best score from a 2020 horror film The nominees are Color Out of Space Sputnik The Dark and the Wicked His House The Invisible Man And The Mortuary Collection Mm -hmm. And Drumroll says The winner is
1: Sputnik Sputnik, yeah. And there is, I mean, almost every uh, nominee received some votes. His House got several. Invisible Man got several. Mortuary Collection got several. Color Out of Space got several. But Sputnik ended up being the winner. So, Jackson, what do you think of this, this uh, award? Well, I think we both immediately after watching Sputnik,
0: um, even in our Letterboxd reviews, I think, said that the score was definitely, you know, say what you will about the the CGI or the horror aspects. But the music was just so, it was bombastic. It caught your attention. It really got you swept up in the story. Just a fantastic score overall. Really felt like you were seeing something epic and genre defying, um, no matter how you feel about that movie. And I loved it. It made it onto my top ten um mm-hmm. and but all of these movies you know they were chosen because they had scores which were not only serviceable to the movie but they, you heard them and you're like, I'm going to rewind that a little bit. You know, like that was an epic moment. I want to hear that again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, fantastic scores all around, but Sputnik, man, that, that was a fantastic soundtrack. Honestly, you know, if Greg Amortis wants to give me the vinyl to that, I'm not going to, you know, I'm <laughs> not going to fight him on it. We'll listen to it together. Okay. Maybe when we meet up at the Joe Bob event, we'll listen to the Sputnik vinyl
1: and that'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah. more on that later. What, what Greg, have you seen Sputnik and what did you think?
2: Uh Yes. I enjoyed Sputnik. It did make my top ten uh, and I think every everyone in this category was well deserving of the award for best score because um, with with filmmaking the score always enhances what's what's on the screen and uh, Sputnik definitely had a great score that enhanced its eerie levels so.
1: Absolutely, so, Greg, I appreciate you joining us, and you, you're you're welcome to stick around, or if you got to jump off, we understand. We really do appreciate you helping us to, you know, uh, liven this up a little bit, so it's not just Jackson and I, but uh, and uh, to help with this, we appreciate it. But whatever
2: you'd like to do, buddy, you know. I, I kind of want to be surprised, as funny as that sounds. <laughs> that is a good no. choice, yeah. So, hey, um, I don't
1: blame you, buddy. I don't blame you. But thanks so much for taking yes, part of sir. your Saturday afternoon No problem. to jump on with us. We appreciate uh, you and everything you've done for, for the podcast.
2: And uh, you, you and your family just have a great weekend. Well, you guys do the same, and I appreciate everything that you guys do. So uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you, Greg.
1: Everybody knows, everybody listens to Land of the Creeps knows Greg from Ohio, and he's always, man, if you haven't listened to our episode that we did with Greg, he was, of course, on, he was on the Duel episode that we recently did, and man, he always brings it, and Jaws, he's been on several times, and Greg is always great, always great, always a great co-host, and knows his stuff, the man knows his horror, ladies and gentlemen. So now we move on to our next award, Best Screenplay in a horror feature from 2020. And so I'll take this one, and we have, the nominees are His House, The Hunt, Promising Young Woman, Relic, Scare Me, and Vivarium. And the winner is, and this one was close, the winner is Relic.
0: I am very happy with this. My
1: second win for, for Relic
0: for the night. Um, I am so proud of this community. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was close. As you said, it was very close. We had three main contenders here. Relic, His House, and Promising Young Woman. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, in the discussion of screenplays and writing, that seems to be the general consensus among the wide community as well um, as to the best written. And uh, But of course, Scare Me was it, very funny. There was some great dialogue in that movie. The Hunt was very funny as well, and Vivarium was a little mind-bending, so... All great nominees, but I have to agree with Relic uh, as the winner here because it's just—it's so layered and dense, and it leaves you with a, a feeling of deep sorrow. So, uh,
1: but a thoughtful sorrow, you know—you don't feel like you're coming away with nothing. Absolutely, and so, and one of our voters and uh, Patreon supporters and recent guests who did our international horror film um, kind of nod, Trey Whetstone. He, he wrote, he voted for Promising Young Woman, and he said, Jackson isn't going to like my vote here, but it has to be Promising Young Woman. The script and character arcs are fantastic, despite being devastating. There's also good sections of humor added to help lighten the mood of this very dark film. And you guys went back and forth, but you both did you both did give lots of love to Bo Burnham in the film. How could you not? Of course, and, and a lot of credit has to go to
0: the writing because even though Bo is a comedian... You know, 100% of his lines here weren't improvised. Somebody had to write them for him, and I think they did a fantastic job making them feel natural. I think all the dialogue in the movie does feel natural, if not a little stylized. Of course, the whole movie is stylized, but it definitely does feel very human, uh, especially with the the interactions between Cassandra and the the main guy played by Bo Burnham. I mean, those were just fantastic, all golden. Uh, I've seen a lot of them clipped on YouTube because that's that's how good they are. But uh, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic writing for Promising Young Woman and all the nominees. Relic uh, beat it. This is a close race. Uh, Relic won it.
1: I think I did vote for Relic because I agree with you. Even though you know Relic wasn't you know at the top of my list, it was still in my top ten. But mm-hmm. um, I still thought it was very well written. Very yeah, I was. With, I'm with. surprised to hear that you went with Relic because
0: you were really hot on his house and yes. the writing on his house. So I know that was a tough call for you, as I'm sure it was for a lot of people. Um, but uh, yeah, and and I can't imagine if Trey liked promising a woman's writing. I'm I'm sure he he liked scare me as well because there are some of those same kind of oh, yeah. witty witty banter type things in both those movies. So you know, again, all fantastically written things, and uh, can't say I'm I'm uh, I can't say I'm not happy with the with the result. But honestly, if any. these would have won, I wouldn't have been mad.
1: Yeah. And we should say Relic was written by Natalie Erica James, who also directed the film and Christian White. And so, yeah. Yeah. As much as I do love his house, um, I just thought that I think if I remember correctly, the way I voted, I think it was the dialogue that sold me, though. I think that his house is very strongly written as well. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, I agree. And but in both movies, all three of those of those main contender movies have something very important to say. And I think that's definitely what caught people's attention as well.
1: I agree. Uh, yeah. They, one they is all. about aging. One is about about um, immigration and seeking a safe harbor and the way they should be treated in a foreign country and the kind of past trauma and then promising young woman is obviously for the hashtag Me Too movement, an important film. Yeah, absolutely, and
0: that—that's when horror is at its best, when it's when it's addressing something serious but still is entertaining, you know. Because I think all three of these movies, while they have a very important message and they address something heavy, I think they're all entertaining and rewatchable. Um, so that that helps to spread the message if you're making a good product, you know. So yeah, absolutely, great nominees, great win. Very happy with that category, and uh, I, I'm sure the the horror community at large is as well.
1: Jackson, do you want to tackle the next category, Best Supporting Actor in a Horror Feature from 2020?
0: I would love to, and I'm so excited for this one. We've got some great nominees here. Mm -hmm. Check them out. Clancy Brown, The Mortuary Collection. Will Forte, Extraordinary. Stephen McCaddy, Come to Daddy. Misha Osherovich, Freaky. Timothy Simmons, Extracurricular Activities. And Christopher Abbott, Possessor. So, the winner is... Clancy Brown, the Mortuary Collection, by a wide margin. Holy crap! This a was a sweep.
1: landslide.
0: This is a landslide sweep, uh, winning nine to one. Clancy Brown. Uh, And I can't say I disagree. He completely disappeared into this role uh, as someone who basically is like the crypt keeper of this of this uh, movie, the mortuary collection. He was fantastic, very creepy looking, um, creepy looking,
1: but manages to come across as likable.
0: Yes, he is very likable and oddly warm and charming, even yeah. though he is—he kind of looks like the tall man from from Phantasm, which is not someone who's warm and charming. But that's that Clancy Brown charm shining through. And as we all know, he—he he is a very interesting and uh, and as far as you're concerned, uh, very nice and and yes. talkative uh, person, down to earth celebrity. Oh yeah. So he definitely yeah. deserved this win. And but like, but and like
1: Jackson said, he got ninety percent of the votes here and. It was like ninety to ten, and 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 Clancy, yeah, I he saw me pull into a parking lot. He saw I, I had Ohio plates. He's from Ohio. Um, his grandfather is a, was a congressman from Ohio. Um, his dad was a very well known um, newspaper publisher in Ohio. And so, I mean, he just walks up to me, his big smile and goes, you're from Ohio, huh? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm from Ohio. And I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's kind of hard to miss being Clancy Brown and being six foot yeah. four and having that voice. But he just had this big smile and really warm eyes. We were talking about where we were from. Oh, yeah, I've been to Portsmouth years ago. And, and he's he's chucking me on the shoulder and always great to meet a fellow Buckeye. I mean, just a warm guy.
0: Oh, that 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 sounds like an amazing encounter, and I'm so glad to hear. It's always great to hear that uh, sometimes there are heroes that you should meet your heroes because they're just as nice as you would imagine. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody knows Clancy Brown. I mean, if you watch SpongeBob, come on,
1: in the early 2000s, you got to know Clancy Brown. He is. But, our, uh, our buddy Gilman Joel says it all the time, you know, that movie villains, people who are typically cast as movie villains, are often the nicest people in real life. And that is very true with Clancy Brown. He's, you know, he's been married for a long time. He's got a bunch of daughters. He's, uh, you know, a pretty much a homebody. He does, he's not one of those guys that have ever had a whiff of scandal. He's not a partier, none of that stuff. He loves just to hang out with his family and watch movies. He is a horror movie fan. He's a big universal horror movie fan of the classics. And so just a great guy. Yeah and it,
0: it ta- you know it takes a lot of humility to be the heavy over and over again so uh yeah definitely that 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 rings true with him Uh, but also you know we had a lot of great other nominees as well Will Forte and Extraordinary I know you enjoyed quite a bit really comedic oh I thought uh, it was the
1: best part of that movie yeah he
0: had a mesmerizing screen performance I think we we would all agree that he was the the driving force but also the thing that keeps you invested in that movie because he is just so weird and odd and you're like okay I gotta see where this goes and the way his character goes does get a little ridiculous but Will Forte was fantastic and and Uh, And Extraordinary And uh, Misha Osharevich And and Freaky freaky. Yes absolutely Um, And Christopher Abbott and Possessor Christopher Abbott is actually someone who's in a lot Of um, artsy Movies um, Other than Possessor he's been doing them for a long time And uh, I think just now He's getting more attention He's getting in in bigger um, budget things nowadays so um i'm definitely interested in timothy simons
1: in you know extracurricular activities plays the cop in extracurricular activities best known for veep i mean he's best known for comic roles and in like the tv show veep but he plays a great jerk cop in extracurricular (laughs) activities so he's he's really it's always great to see those and i think that always comedians who have a background in improv um usually can transfer over into drama really easily because they're fast on their feet. They know what to do. And I, that I think you can see that with Will Forte and Timothy Simons who gave great uh, performances. So, and yeah, I can't say, you know, enough about all of the, the, the nominees. I mean, Misha uh, Osherovich in freaky, I mean, oh, my gosh, he he had some of the best lines in the movie. And so, yeah, he's wonderful. So all of them are great. But Clancy Brown, he also, I believe, won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award for it and well-deserved. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And and by the way, I just want to say that even though we are competing uh, award shows, we're not really we're brother and sister with the Chainsaw Awards. OK, they might yes. be a little, little uh, more well-known than us, you know, just by a tiny bit, just by uh, like 100 million people. But uh, <laughs> but but we're 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 getting there. Um, but yes, absolutely. Clancy Brown winning big this year and well-deserved, as you said.
1: Absolutely. So our next category is Best Actress in a 2020 horror feature. So, boy, we've got a list here, some really, really strong performances. We have Bella Heathcote for Relic. We have Maren Ireland for The Dark and the Wicked. We have Wanmi Mosaku for His House. We have Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man. We have Catherine Newton for Freaky. And we have Andrea Riseborough for Possessor. And the winner is Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man.
0: Can't say it's a surprise. That was the last big budget in theater movie that released before the pandemic. And that's what everyone remembers. But she was fantastic in that movie. I, I, you know, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Yeah, I
1: I was just going to say that. Absolutely. She is always great. She's just Mm -hmm. a talented actor.
0: Yeah, def- for the past 10 years, she's been delivering nothing but, but fantastic performances and everything in TV and in movies. And uh, she was fantastic in The Invisible Man, uh, especially lots of emotional trauma um, communicated through her face. And you can see desperation in her eyes, which is just—it's just fantastic. Um, and and all for the Invisible Man, she's reacting to something that she that she can't even see. Or on set was either nothing or a man in a green suit, and she somehow manages to keep a straight face make us believe that someone is about to die you know so yep. fantastic performance from elizabeth moss absolutely but uh, again with every other just like with every other category an amazing amazing uh, group of nominees here um you talked about wunmi musaku from his house oh, and the two two leads from his house just fantastic oh um, great. Maren Ireland from The Dark and the Wicked. We both agreed that she was a standout performance of the movie. She was fantastic. Um, And and similar to Elizabeth Moss, communicating a lot of trauma and and desperation uh, throughout that movie and just cannot catch a break. She was fantastic in that. And of course, uh, Andrea Riseborough and Possessor. Uh,
2: uh,
0: I think we we both agree. You know, and the line is blurred there with her and Christopher Abbott and and Possessor. Like who's who? Yeah. Sometimes they're blending together. Uh, but both did a fantastic job in that movie. And Bella Heathcote and Relic. Again, another Relic uh, nominee here. Yeah. And uh, you know how much I loved that movie. So and Elizabeth Moss, well-deserved. And we should also say,
1: because we watched Freaky together, Catherine Newton, mm-hmm. after the body switch, is does a fantastic job. I agree. Yeah, very intimidating, right? I mean, yeah. you 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 feel like
0: she is that silent stalker killer from the first scene. Yeah. Um just just put into a teen girl's body. So, fantastic performance from her. I know she was in a um paranormal activity movie. I think Paranormal Activity 4. So, she's been doing horror. Um and I saw in an interview that her favorite horror movie is Jennifer's Body. So, oh, you know, can't can't knock that. That's a fantastic nope. movie. And uh, she, she turned in a fantastic performance for Freaky. So great group of nominees. Elizabeth Moss, well-deserved,
1: though, uh, for The Invisible Man. Absolutely. So our next category, Best Actor in a Horror Feature 2020. You want to take this one, buddy? I would love to. Okay,
0: Best Actor in a Horror Feature, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman from Spiral, Jim Cummings, Wolf of Snow Hollow, Sope Dirichu, His House, Michael Grey Blood Quantum, Stephen Lang, VFW, and Vince Vaughn, Freaky. Another freaky one. And here we go. <clears throat> Drum roll, please. The winner is... <laughs> fantastic. You don't even need to put in the sound effect. You did it. <laughs> the winner is Vince Vaughn for Freaky. Yes. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to argue with this. He turned in a fantastic performance, but in a dual role... Um, yes 100% Vince Vaughn was was fantastic um, you know we talked about being intimidating Catherine Newton was intimidating but let's talk about that opening scene and freaky where it's basically you're watching a Friday the 13th movie um, yep. and it, it's pulled off really fantastically and then when the body switch occurs he is catherine newton you know he's not just he's not just a random teenage girl he's that character and he, he he pulls it off so well um so many great and funny scenes like the the one in the in the changing room uh with with catherine newton's mom and him going back and forth that that was a fantastic scene he, he just it, it's a great performance the best performance I've seen from Vince Vaughn in years and uh, a, a worthy return to the to the horror genre after after Psycho the 90s Psycho oh. movie uh, a much better performance I think everyone would agree in a much better movie. Um, even though, you know, I I will say it right now, I don't hate the psycho
1: remake. Uh, I think there are, you should say, it. you should say it. it. And, uh, I know you and you and Josh are the only two people, not even Gus Van Zandt defends that movie anymore. Sure.
0: But yeah. um, well, you know, I can I can understand where he was at that point. Though you've just done uh, Goodwill Hunting, you're like, let's do something weird. <laughs> so I can definitely yeah. understand where he's coming from. But yeah, I, I'm 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 sure he was like, I w- I should have done that differently. Fine but line f-
1: between weird and dumb.
0: Oh, okay, uh. <laughs> all right, Spinal Tap.
1: Uh, I see now, um, But yeah. w- some of the other actors did get some love on the voting board. Uh, Sope uh, Diressu got several votes for his house. Jim Cummings, Wolf of Snow Hollow got votes. Jeffrey uh, Bowyer Chapman from Spiral, who is, he carries Spiral. Um, he's fantastic in it. Stephen Lang, VFW, they all got votes. And Michael Eyes didn't get any votes, but mm-hmm. he is great in Blood Quantum. He's I a agree. very talented actor. But yeah. Vince Vaughn, I think, because... He plays both of those diametrically opposed roles so well. He is intimidating as the killer. He is hysterical as the insecure teenage girl. He's just fantastic in both. So I definitely understand why so many voters voted for him, uh, because he got 50 percent of the vote. And, you know, Vince Vaughn is fantastic. And I know Wolfman Josh and others have been like, ah, yeah, but Michael Lanners is not a good director and all other kind of stuff. And I disagree with that. I, I actually think he is a decent director. I like Happy Death Day a lot more than most people do. I think it's okay. I think it's fun. I think Freaky is a lot of fun. You know, it's one of Freaky became one of those movies. When I look back over the last couple years, there have been movies I thought, okay, hands down, this is the movie that is the best movie of the year because I do. I can't help being a bit of a snob having been behind the camera, having studied film since 1984, I'm a bit of a snob in the technical aspects that always a good screenplay, a daring screenplay, good performances, great cinematography, good editing will always ratchet a movie up for me. So even though I didn't like possessor on an emotional level, I still gave it a positive review because I said, technically it's a very well-made movie. And, But they're also those movies that, okay, they're not in my top five. Maybe they're barely in my top 10, but they're the most fun movies from the year. So, like, Strangers Pray at Night was like my number nine the year it came out. And yet, it's probably the movie from that year I've watched the most. Do you know what I mean? And so, Freaky is this movie that I cannot in any way, shape, or form say is a better film than His House. um, And I would even agree with you Technically Freaky's not as good as a movie As Possessor or Relic But it's just a really fun movie Does that make sense? I agree. And it so perfectly blends the genre lines.
0: I mean, people have often said, you know, it's it's just a remake of Freaky Friday or it's just a it's just a swap between a body swap movie. But I also think it, it walks other lines. It does comedy and horror, but it also feels like a teen movie from the 80s. You know, you've even got Alan Rock, you've got Cameron from Ferris Bueller and there. Right. So it, it has it does walk the genre line really well. Um, and just, and of course, Vince Vaughn, so fantastic. And, um, you know, I, I, and I think it does speak to the, the quality of a director to be able to turn out such a great performance, but of course, Vince Vaughn, it he has shown us before that he can turn in a really genuinely good performance. Um, so, and this was, this was no exception. This was, this was great. So a bunch I, of great nominees here. And especially, perhaps. I want to say really quick, the guy from his house um, amazing, oh, so amazing, amazing performance. Yeah, amazing. I, you know, we both love the part where he goes and he's hanging out with the soccer lads and he's uh, he's chanting the football chant and everything. That was so good and an emotional powerhouse in that one too. I mean, you relate to him so heavily. Um, so bunch of, of great, uh, great performances here and, uh, yeah, great win, great roundup of nominees. What were you going to say, dad?
1: Well, I was just going to say about freaky. You and I watched it together. And one of the things you said was one of the knocks you had against happy death day was, you know, the death scenes weren't that gory. And you looked at me after the movie was over and said, well, Michael Landon, he cranked up the Mm -hmm. gore in this one. What, what a wonder an R rating can do for a
0: horror production, yeah. right? Takes, <laughs> yeah. takes it, takes it from an, from, you know, you're like, okay, this is pretty good. You watch the first 10 minutes of Freaky or whatever, and then you get something with a saw and you're like, oh, well, this is great now, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely, definitely helped and uh, definitely made Vince Vaughn as a killer feel more imposing. Cause you're like, he can do anything,
1: you know, yeah. he could, he could do any amount of kills right now. So yeah. Fantastic. Absolutely. So now we come to Best Cinematography in a Horror Feature from 2020. So, and uh, this is something that's near and dear to Jackson Eye's heart. So we love a movie that's well shot. So the nominees are Color Out of Space, The Dark and the Wicked, La Llorona, Possessor, She Dies Tomorrow, and Vivarium. And the winner is, and Jackson will love this, Possessor. Yeah, I and this this is a whole this is a great
0: list. Overall, we've had a lot of really well shot movies this year, stark and interesting and well well lit and colored. Um, I think of Color Out of Space with its wacky purple neon hues. Vivarium has very clean cut, like suburban nightmare look to it. And, uh, of course, Possessor is just just a nightmare. You're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know exactly what I'm looking at right now, but I know it's disturbing me. Um, And then in the non-surreal scenes, it just feels very oppressive and and too clean, you know. So absolutely a a bunch of well-shot movies here. And, uh, you know, Color Out of Space got some love. The Dark and the Wicked got some love. And I would agree that The Dark and the Wicked was shot fantastically. Oh, wait. You
1: and I watched that together, and both of us thought there was one scene where we looked at each other at the same time and went, great shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: And the the color palette as well with the the way it's shot, it's just, it's very realistic you know really helps to ground the story and um yeah fantastic and all and that there is there is one shot which which you're like man this is this is very well choreographed so uh yeah absolutely best cinematography i i would agree with possessor but uh this is the best group of nominees you can possibly get um a
1: lot of very well-made technical movies this year our buddy Wes at real talk said uh ah, this actually wasn't a strong year for horror um, I disagree, and I disagree technically. I thought there were a lot of well-made movies this year that came out during the pandemic, which I was really happy for. So, yeah, I, I love you, Wes, but I disagree. So, mm-hmm. all right, Jackson, will you take our next one, Best Editing in a Horror Feature, which I know you take seriously. So, yes. go for it.
0: Yeah, editing is is a make-or-break thing for me. If a, if a movie is poorly edited, too little is taken out too much, or the editing is distracting. It really takes me out of the experience. And even if the performances are fantastic and the script is great, you know, the editing will make or break a movie. So these films really exemplify that, I think. The nominees are Becky, The Hunt, The Invisible Man, Possessor, Promising Young Woman, and The Mortuary Collection. And the winner is The Invisible Man. Uh, Yeah, I think we all saw this coming. A very tight movie uh, consistently builds dread through its editing. It knows when to cut and when not to cut. You know, sometimes a shot lingers a little too long and you're like, uh-oh, you know. That that shows a lot of of mastery of the craft when you know how to, when to cut and when not to. And I think the Invisible Man does that really well. But if we want to talk about, uh, you know, editing as far as visual effects go, like CGI, the Invisible Man, you know, they had to CGI a guy out of there. <laughs> so the, I can imagine and all those shots that look so simple, hours put into them, so... Uh, yeah The Invisible Man well deserved but I think we all agree that you know Possessor was was freaky it was freaky edited it was it had a very odd way of transitioning <laughs> itself from scene to scene which was interesting I'd never seen that before uh, The Mortuary Collection because you know those anthologies are always hard to edit you know where do you put what how do you transition from, from the wraparound story to the thing and uh, few do it seamlessly I think Creepshow was one of them where it works in world. uh, And I think the Mortuary Collection is as well. And uh, of course, Becky, we have an interesting thing with Becky. We start at the end and then we see the rest of the movie and then we come back, kind of a framing device there. Um, Promising Young Woman had some interesting edits in the beginning. I was like, oh man, this is really flashy. But then it became more mannered and more dramatic as the movie went along. So fantastic group of nominees. What say you, Dad?
1: Absolutely. And we should say Andy Canny. Uh, was the editor behind Invisible Man and he also did The Loved Ones and Upgrade for Lee Whannell as well. Mm -hmm. Upgrade is a great action movie. Very well edited as
0: well and that's one where you know knows when to not cut when to let a a shot go on um, to show you everything. So yeah two two movies uh, both by by Lee Whannell very well edited so uh, Invisible Man definitely deserves this one
1: yeah. and we should say, because I failed to mention it, I meant to do this, the cinematographer behind possessor, Kareem Hussein, who before this was best known for Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> bit of a leap and and
0: uh, uh, tone here, but uh, yeah, fantastic work
1: delivered on that one, absolutely. So. Our next category, you ready for that? To read that one out, Best Production, Set Design, and Horror Feature for 2020.
0: Okay, well, we all know that that production and set design, if it looks like it's shot in a garage, you're not going to believe what's happening. So set design and production is very important to immerse you in the world, and I think these nominees prove that. Uh, Bad Hair, Bulbul, The Invisible Man, The Mortuary Collection, Promising Young Woman, and Relic. And the winner is... The Mortuary Collection, and I agree with this win. Uh, what a creepy, creepy house that funeral home in Clancy Brown's got. That thing goes yep. deep into the earth with like a kiln, and, and like like the the uh, the the thing they use to cremate the bodies is like a giant like star. It's like the heart of a star. That movie was crazy, um, set design wise. And of course, you know, The Invisible Man, we talked about that, how clean cut it is, promising young woman. Uh, K- Cassandra's Room, very interesting looking. And Relic, that creepy old house. Something about creepy old houses this year. But uh, great group of of nominees. But I, I agree, Mortuary Collection did a fantastic job, though it was uh, kind of close between Mortuary Collection and Relic. Um, mortuary collection edged it out, and I agree
1: absolutely. And the production designer was Lauren Fitzsimmons, who has some horror cred. Um, she did Sorority Row, the remake, and she also did Nightmare Cinema, Mick Garris's mm-hmm. anthology film. So she's had some experience in the horror genre. Uh, yeah, Bulbul also got some love, and that was Trey Whetstone's favorite. And he said, Bubu has the most unique and interesting design and setting this year. Uh, That world makes the film but I think the Mortuary Collection is a close second for me though so but yeah Relic Mortuary Collection and Bulbul got a lot of love
0: yeah absolutely and and th- that just shows you you know that the two two of the ones voted for the most the Mortuary Collection and Bulbul and that's backed up by Trey yeah so I have not seen Bulbul but he said that if you like Tombad which I did I love Tumbad, yep. that I would like Bulbul so I'm going to check that out um, and I've seen screenshots of it and it does look gorgeous and some of that comes down to cinematography some of that comes down to set design but they work in tandem and if one's lacking the other is going to suffer as a result so it when when it looks
1: good you know it's a combination of the two absolutely so um congratulations to lauren fitzsimmons great job great job Um, now we come to best foreign language or international horror feature and the nominees are hashtag alive in la llorona Nobody sleeps in the woods tonight. Sputnik and the wolf house. And the winner is Sputnik. Great win.
0: And I would have been happy with whatever this went with. We recently had that episode with Trey Whetstone where we talked about international horror and uh, we covered both, uh, in We actually covered in but we also talked about Russian horror Yep, and, uh, Sputnik won this one, uh, with uh, a clo- close, close first, uh, close second with yeah. um Also La Llorona and Hashtag Alive getting some love. But uh, Sputnik was a fantastic foreign language movie. Though I will say, you know, after re-watching, or after, after watching Empedigore recently, I think they're tied in my mind in quality. Two yeah. fantastic movies. Both very mannered. They're slow burns. Um, they've, got, they've got some stuff to unpack and uh and and very layered characters so i think this was a great year haven't seen la llorona uh, i know it's better than the curse of la llorona but uh so yes, i got i got to watch that to to cleanse my my palate um but uh yeah i'm definitely definitely looking forward to seeing that and hashtag alive I mean, you can't go wrong with the Korean zombie movie, right? I mean, that's 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 proved to be a winning formula so far.
1: Yeah, I love Empedagore. I my vote was for Impetigo. I like it better than Sputnik, but I love both. Um I think both are really strong films. Uh, in fact, there's not a film on here I would argue as weak. Um I did I wasn't a huge fan Sorry Nathan of of Wolfhouse. I thought it was okay. Um but it wasn't a favorite, but I thought the rest of the movies were just very, very good. La Llorona does have a lot to say. Uh, Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight is fun. You know, it's not art house cinema, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, Sputnik is a very good movie. I did have a problem with some of the CGI, but other than that, I thought it was very well done. Very, very well done. Absolutely. And
0: it's always nice to see Russia putting out a new IP, a new, uh, some new Russian horror out there in the market. And they've been doing well recently. You know, they also had Baba Yaga. So... Uh, yeah, some fantastic movies coming out of Russia um, and in Indonesia and Korea and uh, all the Spanish-speaking countries as well. So, yep. this, uh, you know, as we said in our episode with Trey, this is a golden age for horror, and that extends beyond the boundaries of the North of North America. I mean, this is a global renaissance happening right now. Um, and I think that in, in many ways we will look back on this in decades as like, you know, the best we ever had it because we have access to so many amazing voices right now. So yeah, but, but Sputnik and, and the two front runners, Sputnik edging it out. I can't say I disagree. Yeah. Directed
1: by Igor Abramenko. Uh, Sputnik was only his third film, his first full length feature film. He'd only done two shorts before this. Very
0: impressive. And you can see you can see where the influences are. There's Alien there. There's political thrillers as well. But I think it becomes something of its own and uh, very impressive
1: for a first full feature. Absolutely. So, all right. So now we come to Best Horror Director from 2020. All right. You're the aspiring horror director, so I want you to take this one. I'm very excited for this. Go for it. The nominees for Best Horror
0: Director are Brian Bertino from The Dark and the Wicked, um, also known for The Strangers, Natalia Erica James for Relic, who also wrote the movie, Remy Weeks for His House, Justin G. Dick for Anything for Jackson, and Lee Winnell for The Invisible Man. And the winner is Lee Winnell for The Invisible Man.
1: Just barely. This was close. Mm -hmm. Very close between
0: The Invisible Man and Anything for Jackson, and... Remy Weeks for his house. This yep. is a, a very close race. And all three fantastic movies. I actually talked with not the director of anything for Jackson, but the writer of anything for Jackson. And uh, from just from talking to him, it seems like that production was very... You know, close knit, uh, very un- underground, and they delivered a fantastic movie. I did get the chance to see anything for Jackson, and uh, it was fantastic. Also, the same with his house. We've gushed a- enough about that. Yeah. Um, but everybody, you know, can't get enough of his house, and I can't say I disagree. I mean, very well crafted movie, very well directed movie. But of course, Lee Winnell for The Invisible Man, somebody who's been, you know, working in horror. You know, recently he had Upgrade and The Invisible Man behind the director's chair, and both were really, really interestingly shot. And the actors, you know, it just feels different. It feels different than other movies. And, uh, I, I, you know, he turned out an amazing The Invisible Man shot well, like we said. And, of course, Elizabeth Moss powerhouse performance. And a lot of that has to come down to the director to tell them where they are in the scene. So, yeah. um, I, I can't say I disagree. But, you know, all of these of these nominees were fantastic. Brian Bertino for The Dark and the Wicked. I mean, two what uh, two features, two ma- major horror features and both have been like pretty much classics. Yep, that's very impressive. And he definitely has a style, doesn't he?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he did a great job with the dark and the wicked. And so, yeah, I can't, I can't say enough. I mean, it, you said it, this was very, this was a close race. Remy Weeks and Justin Dick were very close. Natalie, Erica James and Brian Bertino, they all got votes and Lee Winnell eked this out, but Lee Winnell, man, he's bringing it. And I believe next up for him is the Wolfman. I'm going to be very interested in that. I hear they're trying,
0: they're doing another try uh, at the the MonsterVerse after the Mummy. Ugh! But we have the Invisible yeah. Man now, which is a great start to to the new MonsterVerse. I hear we're also getting maybe Bride of Frankenstein as well. So yep. I'm very interested to see where this goes, and I I'm confident with the Wolfman in in Lee Unnel's hands.
1: I am too. I am too. I think it's going to be very good. So, all right, folks, we're coming to the big one. This is Best Horror Picture of 2020. So, we have the nominees are Anything for Jackson Freaky His House Host The Invisible Man Possessor and Relic And the winner is by a nose, The Invisible Man.
0: The Invisible Man sweeping the night tonight. Yeah. Uh, yes. Fantastic. And this is, you know, this this was our blockbuster for the year, basically. Even though it wasn't really, it was very, you know, it's it's a low budget feature that we made a lot of money. Last thing that everybody saw in theaters before the pandemic went out, and it definitely did feel like an event, right? The Invisible Man felt like an event. Um, I, I, I I'm not uh, disappointed in that, but these are all. I mean, what are the seven uh, seven uh, nominees. That's how many we thought were good enough to be nominated for Best Picture this year. And yep. uh, all of them had something unique to bring. Host was a very DIY, you know, the pandemic is not going to stop them from telling a story, right? So they, right. they just they made a movie and they put it out there. Um, very impressive and they showed they also brought the the spotlight back to short form features for for lack of a better word not every movie has to be two and a half hours long right you can have a 60 minute long full feature film and still get a full experience out of it and i think they they really proved that um, anything for jackson was a very uh unique one that a lot of people are saying is their favorite of the year their number one a
1: close second to the invisible man very close. yes
0: yes if you if you like that movie you love it you know what I mean it's one of those movies that that ever that people are really bonded to freaky we've already discussed fantastic movie Um, his house very, very interesting. It had a lot of new ideas to it, and I think it was genuinely scary in a few parts. But I would say yeah. even more than that, emotionally devastating, which is a real mark of, of a quality. A great
1: which, twist at the end too.
0: Absolutely. When a movie makes you feel like you've been punched in the gut, you know you're invested. So, his house fantastic. Possessor fantastic. Relic fantastic. But the Invisible Man. Uh, yeah this is this is the people's choice for best picture they have been heard the invisible man is a fantastic movie of course but all these nominees if if you made this movie if you made any of the movies on this list uh, you you know feel free to come and accept your your Oscar we will make one just for yes, you have we haven't, we haven't we made will. them
1: but we will make Lee, them just for you Lee Winnell, if you want to come from LA and pick it up we will give it to you yes. I, uh, and Brian Scott over on our Patreon page said While I had Invisible Man at my number one, I voted for anything for Jackson because it was so original and amazing considering the budget. They filmed a ton in the writer and director's homes. I love the passion. Can't argue with that. Me neither. Yeah, fantastic. And
0: I just want to say, Lee Leowinell, if you're flying out from LA, we will give you the genuine Yuki treatment. We will genuine silver, <laughs> not spray paint. Okay, we will we will give you a real award. And yeah, Brian Scott, I horror movie fanboy by the way. If you don't know on Twitter, go follow him. Yeah, uh, great because he's fantastic and very active. Um, yeah, I can't I can't disagree. I mean, Invisible Man and anything for Jackson are very different. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, anything for Jackson definitely feels like they 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 had a a good idea for a movie, and they were going to make it no matter what. so they they did what it had what they had to, and they turned out a quality product. So very impressive. All these were fantastic. Um, and of course, there are ones that were that weren't on the best horror picture that people would argue are the best picture of the year. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, as with the real Academy, not all, not your fa- your favorite movie is not always going to be nominated for all the uh, right. things you want. I mean, Willem Dafoe was not nominated for Best Supporting Actor for uh, the Oscars, and that was a real tragedy. But uh, let us know what was your horror Best Picture of the year. This is I know this is going to be the most hotly contested category, so I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the the yays and nays from the audience because uh, I I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to be like, no, you know you forgot about this one entirely so
1: that's the most interesting part i think absolutely so uh we want to thank all of our supporters at patreon who came in and voted remember that over at patreon all income goes to the sun for his film school and his forthcoming student shorts etc you can become one for as little as two dollars and fifty cents a month and you can vote next year we'll have more polls coming we've got some great stuff coming up you can be a guest um, we hope to raise enough cash via Patreon that, uh, that will be Jackson's part-time job in film school. That'll give him his, the money he needs to live on and, you know, eat and all that other kind of stuff while he goes through, um, film school. So before we go, we have some news. We are having a little horror podcasting meetup that you referred to briefly before, right? That's right. Yes. Very exciting
0: news. We've been wanting for years to do a a meetup of some kind. We didn't know if it'd be at a convention or what, but uh, an opportunity presented itself, you know, right on a silver platter. Uh, Not to say that it was, it was easy getting, getting the
1: ability to go
0: there. No, it was Uh, a
1: disaster. I spent hours The Joe Bob broke the internet again uh, when he (laughs) is when tickets went up for Joe Bob's drive-in jamboree at the Mahoning drive-in in Eastern Pennsylvania, the website crashed and it took hours. And by the time I was able to get on, unfortunately Saturday had completely sold out. And Saturday is when they're doing the live show on shutter. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to make that because it sold out by the time they fixed the website. But July 16th, at the Mahoning drive-in in Eastern Pennsylvania, Jackson and I have tickets so does Dave Dr. Shock Becker and his lovely wife, and Nathan Bardeball from the Phantom Galaxy podcast will be there. And Greg and Pearl hope to be there from Land of the Creep. So it's going to be a, a little mini meetup on Friday, July 16th, on the first day of Joe Bob's drive-in jamboree. Jackson and I will be there with Dave Dr. Shock Becker, his wife, Greg and Pearl, Nathan Bardeball will all be there. If you're going to be there, let us know. Um, or if you're just in the area, let us know. We'll, we'll try to put something together. I know that about an hour away from the drive-in is Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, where they shot The Blob in 1958. Jackson and I are going to make a sojourn there. And, uh, of course, I have to get a picture of Jackson running away from the theater. Of course. Um, how could you uh, not? This is a I pilgrimage so. that every every 50s
0: horror fan has to make. Uh, Absolutely you're there anyways you know why not it's it's worth if you can watch the the blob in an hour and a half you can drive there in an hour
1: exactly so we're going to be doing all that we hope to put together uh on friday the festivities start at noon and it runs till about midnight or 1 a.m but um so we'll be there but we're hoping to put together on friday morning a little breakfast um, with Dave, Dr. Shock Becker, and everybody else where we just get together and have some coffee and waffles and bacon or whatever and just sit around and get to know each other and hang out for a couple hours over breakfast before we go to meet Joe Bob where they're having a picnic at noon and they're having a lot of signings and all other kind of stuff. And, and so because it's Jackson's 18th birthday in June and he's graduating high school and getting ready to go to college, I the two of us, there's still general admission tickets. I think a handful, um, but I bought Jackson the very important mutant tickets. Mm. So I f- I feel like a very important
0: mutant. Yes. You
1: should, and you will, so you will be able to meet Joe Bob and have your picture taken with him and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: if you are a fan of the Last Drive-In of horror movie podcast of Land of the Creeps of Phantom Galaxy. You need to come to this event if you can because it is going to be the meetup of the century. I can guarantee that. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, this, this, is, this is what us Drive-In Mutants are all about. We're, we're coming together. We're congregating in the toughest of times to remind ourselves um, of, of what makes horror movies so great. And that's the
1: community. And we are watching on Friday night, once it goes dark, after the picnic and hanging out with Joe Bob and everybody and and all the different directors there. Joe Bob is showing 10 shorts and two feature films, which he will be commenting on as they play on the drive-in. So it's going to be a blast. Absolutely. The best <laughs> film festival
0: you could ask for is a Joe Bob film festival. He, if he, if he's curating the movies, you know they're going to be entertaining because yep. that's, that's what he that's what he values the most. So, and that, that's going to be so much fun to see him at work live. And I know Darcy's going to be there too. So I'm sure she's going to have some sass for him. She's going to, she's, she's, oh, yeah. she's the yin to his yang. And that that's going to be great to see live. So my Again, favorite
1: is my favorite is Yuki though. I wonder if you, yes, was there.
0: I loved Yuki uh, when he was on uh, the last episode, um, last night, actually, when they were watching yep. Audition and he was holding up the cards with the names of the actors so he wouldn't get them wrong, or the characters, and Yuki was saying them, so perfect. And and uh, I loved, my favorite part of of that whole exchange was every single time he would say something, Yuki would nod, in agreement, and Joe Bob would look over at him like, okay, their <laughs> dynamic is fantastic. The the Tokyo cowboy is, is you know, he's iconic. Yes. He's, so uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to maybe, we're going to put gonna in a good easy. word.
2: Gonna, I mean,
1: we're going to be there all day Friday. And then on Saturday morning, if you have a ticket for Friday, you can come Saturday morning. Um, Darcy is showing disturbing cartoons with a breakfast cereal. buffet.
0: <laughs> Only Darcy would do that. Exactly. And, and while so we're there we get to do that as well, that's going to be fun. While we're there with Darcy, we got to put in a good word for Land of the
1: Creeps. You got to be like, oh, we will. We will be lobbying us. the whole time for the Land of the Creeps. So I'm sure she'll Greg, love that. Greg Amortis, if you're listening. Get some more T-shirts in production. We will wear them there, buddy. We'll be representing. Absolutely. We will represent you there. So, folks, we are taking a very short break from the podcast, just a week, uh, because I'm leaving for vacation uh, Monday night, and we'll be gone till next Monday. So we won't. We usually record on on the weekend, and won't be able to record next weekend. But we've got a jam-packed May and June coming for you. In fact, we next are covering. Silence of the Lambs, which is 30 years old. This year. So we've got Silence of the Lambs coming up. We also have a number of podcasts that are coming up. We'll have Dave Dr. Shock Becker on, Gilman Joel back on. We'll have Greg Amortis and Butcher Bill back on to talk about music in the next few months. Yes, yes. Uh, But all all of our
0: shared loves other than horror, they intersect with music as well, specifically of the heavy variety. Yes. So uh, definitely looking forward to that. And of course, Lord willing, Halloween Kills is coming out this year. So at some point this year, oh. we're going to be talking about the
1: Halloween series. We're going to be doing a Halloween franchise review beginning in September. For two months, we'll be doing Halloween. Yeah, it's how all things should be. I think it should be Halloween year-round. Absolutely. September and October, Father and Son Watch Horror, we'll be covering all the Halloween films. Halloween 1, 2, Season of the Witch, 4, 5. Even Six, Halloween Resurrection, H2O, we're we're covering all of those suckers in September and October. That will be coming up. And so have some other few, and we may just have a special episode in July when, I don't know, seven well-known podcasters are together Mm -hmm. with Joe Bob. How could you not? How could you not come out of that with
0: some great content? I, I don't see that happening. I do not see us walking away like, you know what? We forgot to record anything. Yeah, that there's definitely going to be some great content coming out of that night. And uh, I wouldn't count out the possibility either that we could be on other people's podcasts coming up soon. Lots of lots of people wanting to uh, have us on and we've been wanting to be on their podcast as well. Some some repeat ones some new ones. So yeah, looking forward to that 2021. uh, Let's not jinx it here. But 2021 is looking bright so far.
1: Absolutely. So you can find more from us at fatherandsonwatchhorror.com. We're also on Twitter at at fathersonhorror. We have an Instagram page and a closed Facebook page with only about 75 members, but great folks you will all recognize. Just send a member request to the group. Jackson is not a part of it because he refuses to join. I Facebook. can't figure I'm it out. <laughs> just saying, you can figure it out. Give me a break. Join mm. Facebook. Get on our group page, buddy. There's lots of activity right. on there. I'll make Zuckerberg happy. I'll join the group
0: page. Yeah. Uh, but and uh, in, in the meantime. Uh, you can find me on on the fire, the dumpster fire that is Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Kane underscore Hero Twelve, that's K A I N E underscore Hero Twelve, where I tweet about the last drive-in and about how much uh, Class of 1984 makes me want to punch my computer screen. Uh, you you can see that. So, uh, or you can find me on Letterbox at Kane Hero One Word, where I'm usually reviewing the movies I watched on uh, last drive-in or for the podcast. Yeah. So you can check that out and some first time watches. For instance, I watched. Uh, 1986's Quicksilver starring Kevin Bacon. Holy oh, wow. crap. That movie was <laughs> bafflingly bad. As I said, <laughs> Kevin Bacon with a fake mustache in the beginning. And then he's a messenger guy. And I thought they were in New York, but apparently they're in San Francisco and Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie, but he's killed off in 15 minutes. So if you want, if you want that kind of content, follow me on letterboxd.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, just shoot me a message about horror movies or about meeting up at the, the, uh, aforementioned, uh, horror meetup and, uh, yeah, I'll get back to you.
1: Absolutely, and I am on Twitter and Letterboxd as Pastor Matt R. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time for Silence of the Lambs. We will announce guests on Facebook for upcoming episodes. Uh, that's Facebook Jackson. Facebook. Facebook. On Facebook. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Facebook.
1: I, and
0: I, I'm sure that it is that the uh, Facebook uh, father and son group is is very wholesome and supportive, much more so than the trending page on Twitter. I'm sure, at least it's got to be right. <laughs>
1: What, I don't even want to know what's trending on Twitter.
0: But anyway. Um, Change is day to day and it's never good.
1: Yeah. So say goodbye to the good
0: people. Goodbye. And remember, as Joe Bob Briggs would, would surely say right about now, we are driving mutants. We are not like other people. We are sick. We are disgusting. And one day we will rule
1: Hollywood. That's right. So until next time, remember the family that watches horror together slays together.